Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You are rolling with Jason and John. Yeah, that's right. 929 FM ESPN on a Friday. We certainly started with a salute to our veterans. Uh, veterans Day tomorrow. We are honoring them today. Uh, and we say thank you. Uh, IST time. That's in-season tournament for the Memphis Grizzlies. They've got Utah tonight. Uh, the Grizzlies, last I looked, four and a half point favorites. Boy, desperately need to win at one and seven. Can't say that enough. This should be exciting. Tigers basketball on the road at Missouri. It's a big one. And the Tigers, aforementioned Tigers, the Memphis Tigers, are underdogs in this one. We're going to certainly be talking a lot about the opportunity uh, in front of the Tigers tonight. Got a lot going on this weekend, including uh, Memphis women's soccer. We told you got an NCAA tournament match first round tomorrow night. Memphis women's basketball gets its first win under Alex Simmons yesterday. Got a big one in Charlotte for Memphis football tomorrow. That's a lot of Memphis right there, John, so let me switch it up. See my Bears take care of business last night. No, actually. What do you mean, no? I went to bed, dude. I, I wasn't staying up for that. that was, it was a trash game, but objective achieved. Bears win. That's right. Further solidifying Carolina's the worst team in football. For sure. All right. Yes, okay. for sure. Now, you are at three, so you got to be careful. You're not going to be one and two in terms of um, where you're picking. You'll be one and three. Right at best. Oh yeah, we probably pushed our, we probably pushed ourselves down. Yeah. Yes, and, and the, it could the, it could drop. Problem. Yeah, it could drop up. But as long as we've got one, we've got the option. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're in a now, great you're in a great situation. Now Carolina thought that last year too, and they took Bryce Young after trading with us. Mm-hmm. And I guess you'd have to ask the question now: Do they have the right quarterback? You see what C.J. Stroud <laughs> and Bryce Young are both doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get into that later. Yeah, you guys are going to finish. It's a dog game. You you guys will finish most likely four and thirteen. Probably about four wins. Which which could put you fifth or sixth, right? Because you got Giants, Patriots to worry about that Giants, are ahead of you now. Pats, right? Cardinals, mm-hmm. Panthers. Cardinals do have Kyler Murray out there now, though. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think you're probably looking at fifth. It could be one five, one six, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, that's that's all right. I mean, that's still a very successful season, considering that. I mean, what what was the alternative? You guys weren't going anywhere, so uh, that became obvious in the first couple weeks of the season. So. I mean, you can come out of this with two top five picks. I would say all day long, that is a yeah, great place to be. So, Absolutely. Yeah, you did what you had to do last night. It was disgusting. It was, I mean, it was just. It, it disgusted Al Michaels, I could tell. Yeah, this it was. was the worst. Did you was, see how the nation reacted to him and uh, his lack of enthusiasm for the game? Well, I mean, dude, in fairness to him, I mean, these games this year, all year. Well, he's getting, uh, getting Bengals and Ravens next week. So he is. Just fake it a little bit for us. He didn't have Jason Kelsey come in there. That's the most excited he got. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't blame him. I mean, I, it's been a brutal slate. You could have, you could take Al and Herb Street out of there and just give me Jason Kelsey all night. I'd rather watch that. Oh yeah, Kelsey was pretty good. Your dream, your sort of dream broadcast would be uh, 
Jason Kelsey. Maybe the Kelsey brothers. And Kennedy Tanner. On their bye week. As the, as the broadcast team. Yeah, I get excited when I see Jason Kelsey in the booth. Uh, he obviously has a future in that as soon as he's done. Yeah, uh... But yeah, uh, we are. Uh, we will not be doing excited today as a, as a segment because we are. All, we're going to focus on just the one game. I think there's one game that uh, is all pretty obvious in terms of um, you know the where our eyeballs will be tonight. Yep. I, mean, I know the Grizzlies are playing the Utah Jazz, but uh, there is a game that's actually important uh, for you know for the the team that's participating uh, and potentially tone setting. So we'll get into that here. Uh, in just a little bit, Anthony Sane's going to join us at 11:25. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies, about uh, the discourse around the franchise right now as they try to get win number two. Need some whole wings. Yep. So we'll uh, discuss all of that with uh, uh, Anthony Sane at 11:25. Uh, then at 1:25, Rob Fisher is going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on the Grizzlies as well. So we are going to discuss the Grizzlies today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was going back and forth with people on social media all day yesterday. Well, you fired them up with your Dylan Brooks tweet. All day yesterday, man. I mean, I, I had one dude like, bro, are you? am I going to have to get a restraining order against you, bro? Because you're giving me, like, like stalker vibes. Like, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into all of that today here on the show what a blessing jason what a blessing to be doing this show with you uh you know i i I would i I will do this show with you any any studio anywhere any place you know what i'm saying it don't matter where we are the feelings mutual it don't matter where we are brother we do it outside home away neutral house my house maui germantown cordoba know what i'm saying yeah we'll do it anywhere man we'll go to brad's house (laughs) we'll go anywhere man we'll do this show this show on the road man traveling band so we got you we but, might be better at my house today, actually. Yeah, well, hey. No, we're good. We got time. Appreciate you guys rolling with us. Yeah, man, we're rolling with it, man. It's, hey, it's a neutral site game. You know, those matter to the committee. If you can go on the neutral site. They really do, actually. Road game, potentially. Uh, and a big they, opponent. They matter to the uh, to the committee, and that's exactly where we shall begin with the Memphis Tigers on the road uh, in their first test of the season. That's right. Starting early at Missouri. Both teams unranked. Both teams obviously on the cusp there. I think I think Missouri was receiving votes. Both of them are kind of in the yeah. same spot. Yeah, so like French top 25 teams yeah. uh, both looking for the same thing tonight, which is a win over a quality opponent. One team is a little more desperate for that than the other, and that, of course, would be the University of Memphis. Let me give you a little bit of the skinny on the number here, Jason, Come on, on what has happened School with this number. So it opens up around one and a half, two uh, in favor of Missouri. That was completely, as we talked about, expected. Mm-hmm. These two teams would and should be a pick em on a neutral floor. If this game were played, in, for example, in Maui, it would be a pick. Okay. Just like Memphis, yep. Michigan is going to be a pick. Okay, then you impute home court advantage, one and a half, two points. I think that line is completely fair as an opener. Okay. After that line opens up, it gets bet up to Missouri all the way to three and a half as of this morning. Then... At around 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock, there was a move back to Memphis, and that number is now settled in at 2.5. Okay, so, I was not aware of the move here, yes. the late move, the recent move. Yeah, so yeah. Missouri is now, uh, in most spots, a 2.5-point favorite All after right. opening up, let's just call it consensus, two points. So a little bit of Missouri money, not a lot, uh, and it did get hit back at Memphis when that got out to 3.5. So what I think this sort of uh, suggests, which is – 
I think what we already believed anyway is that this is this is a very evenly matched game uh, between two evenly matched teams um, that are both desperate for the win tonight. Yeah, and the thing about it is um, it doesn't feel like, I discussed this with Jeff, you can afford a slow start. I mean, uh, it, more, probably more critical than the other that you're not turning the ball over 11 times you know, in the first 10 minutes of the game here. And so critical to me, John, or at least, you know, something I'll have my eye on, I know you will too, is the start. And who's, more importantly, who's starting? Uh, we talked about it. Penny Hardaway said earlier this week he's still sort of experimenting and was in that first game with Jackson State when he decides to bring Caleb Mills and Jordan Brown off your bench. Is it time to go with your best five? Is it, you know, uh, uh, as I was saying to Jeff, the objective, and realize Penny Hardaway won't be on the floor tonight, Rick Stansberry will be doing that, seems to me to, to get to some sort of continuity as quickly as possible when you've got so many different variables, new guys, things like that. And so I'm curious to see, will Penny still be experimenting tonight? Might we see another lineup? Will he go back to what we sort of thought it would be before the season with Caleb Mills, Jordan Brown out there? Because all that, John, could matter when you're talking about how you start this ball game in a place that's going to be packed and amped out probably. You know, in terms of atmosphere – It'll be more like mid-season or end of season, my, my guess tonight, in terms of atmosphere. So you've got to get off to a great start. Who's starting tonight? You know, uh, that, that, to me, seems important, maybe more so than usual. There's no doubt about that. Because they got him off to a slow start, let's be honest, uh, people, last game. People were very angry <clears throat> uh, about me rolling with FAU still as of yesterday as the conference champion in that brief discussion we had. Uh, I, for for reasons beyond my comprehension, I don't know. I guess I was supposed to just pick Memphis just because they beat Jackson State by 17. Um, but the real reason that I can't pick Memphis right now is because it, I, I, I'm getting 2021 vibes. You know, and, and – that was, of course, the season where the veterans didn't like, you know, the the roles that the young guys were getting, um, and so it's a little different in terms of that dynamic. But I mean, you still went into that season not knowing who the leading scorer was going to be, who was going to be doing what, how many minutes were going to be deferred, you know, uh, uh, given to X, Y, and Z, and it was a problem for you know a lot of the season until Imani Bates disappeared. Uh, this is you, you could convince me and make a good case that. Oh, this is different because it's older guys and the point guard spot that's is solidified. My first thought. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's and I'll listen. And you had to that a freshman 100%. playing point guard. Yeah. And oh, uh, they're depending on him in a way that absolutely. is different from this year's. So team, it, which it very well, well it very well could be. Uh, I mean, the difference. But I need to see it, uh, and and sure. the um, you know the sort of uncertainty with who you know because Jordan and Malcolm Dandridge, you know, on paper are not supposed to be starting for you. I mean, that's supposed to be David Jones and 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 and, uh, and Jordan Brown. I mean, what was interesting is what he used as why, not not as much as a reward for them as he didn't want Caleb Mills and Jordan to get caught up in the in the alphas yes. and sort of get lost, which yes. is what what you what figures you need, you need your five best to figure out their way all together, you know, at some yeah, point. Yeah, Caleb Mills said yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, Caleb Mills said David Jones. Yes. Right, right, right. Yes. Um that there's that, like, so to was, me that's I, you know, weird. That's weird. In a season where you're trying to get to find it as quickly as possible. Yes. I mean, I, but, I, I need all my dogs on the court at the same time. You know, I'm not trying to stagger them. I'm not trying to, you know, put my – I'm not trying to put two guys with three worst players. I want my best lineup on the floor at all times. No, particularly in games like these. Absolutely. Just from an – you know, ideally. Absolutely. Like – So I'd, I'd be – to be honest with you, I, I would be – I'm not going to say shocked, but I'd be surprised if it's Malco and Jordan again for those reasons. I would be – I would be – you would be shocked. Well, yes, from by any other coach besides Penny. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it's Penny and like he's stubborn with these things. I, I sort of half expect it, and I and I just disagree I with think it. That's the, I think that's the way he's going to go. Just yeah, a little surprising, but I think that's the way you end up going because I want Javon Quinley assertive and comfortable and knowing. Okay, who's on my wings? Yes. Right, and these are you know it's Caleb Mills, it's 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 Jaquan, it's David Jones that I've got. You know, rather than trying to okay, you know, what, this, this looks different. You know, I, I, again, that just seems like more. I, I think more of what we'll see tonight. You know, what what you what you sort of had in the preseason. Yeah, I um, I wouldn't trifle with it. I would uh, I would roll my my best five out there, and and we know who that five is, and um, and 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 take my shot. I just you know I think we've seen this so many times under Penny. You know, you 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 stick to the starting lineup for you know principle or you know whatever the reason may be, and then you just get into an eight to ten point hole, and then you change it and you claw back in it, but you're already in an eight to ten point hole. You know, like why why put yourself in a situation? Um, you know, why put yourself in a situation where a you're going to do that, b potentially piss off, you know, Jordan Brown to come here to be a backup man. I mean, it's not why he did. It's not why he came here. Uh, Caleb Mills didn't come here to be a backup. Um, yeah, Caleb. I mean, um, I was going to say Penny went out of his way to say that it wasn't a you know a slight to those guys, and I think that's important. Uh, even, you can say even, that, but... even saying that, I think it suggests that normally you would have them in there because you right, recognize right. that is your best five. Yes. I mean, you, you could, know what I'm saying? You could say it's not a slot all you want, but they're still not starting, you know. Um, and, look, we'll see what the minute distribution is. My, my prediction is if he's going to start, you know, Malcolm and Jordan, that they're going to get yanked pretty quickly and it's going to go, but it's going to get to, it's going to get to be Caleb Mills and Jordan Brown there pretty quickly. But, you know, again, it's just like why, why just subject yourself to that potential slow start? You know, I mean, I just I – just, I don't really understand it, but we'll see. I mean, maybe uh, maybe they start eight zero on an eight zero run. I, you know, perhaps you know miracles happen every day, Jason. In this in this, well, I don't think it would necessarily be a miracle. This team is that talented. That's the difference. And unlike last year, where if DeAndre and Kendrick weren't high level, you were probably pretty done because you didn't have a third or fourth guy that could lead you. That's the difference with this team. We've said it. At the top, no. You, you you don't have a Kendrick Davis. You don't have a DeAndre Williams. You're not as talented right there. But one through five, one through six, you've got guys that can lead you. And even Jordan Brown, if you if you got into a slower game, which tonight won't be, seems like a guy who could do that as well. Not to mention, obviously, the wings that we've talked about. And so that, I think, is the key to this season is – is having all of those, you know, Caleb Mills can lead you in scoring. Jaquan Walton can do it. David Jones has shown it. He did it in the preseason. He can lead this team in scoring. And so uh, having a guy or two that's off early, including tonight, might not matter in a way that it has for previous Tigers teams. That, that could be the difference with this team. And go back to a point how they could run off 8-0 because they're that talented. You know what I'm saying? It won't take but two guys on this team to get hot. Right. And you could be rolling. Yeah. I mean, look, I, Missouri That's is- what's so fascinating about this squad. Yeah, Missouri is not a, a juggernaut here. I mean, they lost a lot of their uh, big time scores from a year ago, and and again, you know, game one they uh, they gave up seventy nine to, to Arkansas Pine Bluff. I mean, this total opened up at one sixty one, so that tells you sort of what the expectation is in terms of the tempo of this game. Um, and Memphis is, Memphis thrives 
against these type of opponents, right? Historically, you know, the the, the teams that want to run out and you know uh, play in transition and, and play above the rim. Memphis has always done well against those kinds of teams. So, look, it, it's a, it's a massive game to me because it answers a question. It answers a question of is this going to be different? Is this going to be a year where you actually take advantage of these situations and start a, ahead of the sticks? Uh, one of the examples I used with uh, I can't remember who I was talking to. But maybe it was on this show, so forgive me. I'm doing so many things these days. But you know, you start in a situation where you're you're playing, you know, second and four if you win this game, as opposed to you know second and twelve if you lose, or second and fourteen if you lose. Um, you know, and, and that's just a general big picture sentiment. But Memphis has always sort of been tackled for loss, you know, in the in the early in the early games here, and you had the record. I mean, it, you're 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 starting behind the sticks, so you win this. It's like okay, this is different. This could be a whole new year. Memphis could beat Michigan. Memphis could compete against Arkansas. Memphis could, you know, beat Texas A&M. Or you lose it. Team doesn't look very, uh, you know, um, how do you say? I mean, the 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 the, the chemistry may not be there. Uh, whatever the case may be, and you're saying, okay, well, this is just like all the other years where Memphis is going to play a tough schedule and they're not going to win enough games to get out of that slot. Uh, and they're going to have to, you know, maybe even win the conference tournament. Given how bad this league is, maybe you win one against FAU and you're in. I don't know, but I think you're answering you're answering a very important question with the outcome tonight. Three, three and six is is the mark for Penny's teams in non-conference away or semi-away games. The only semi-away one, but you have to include, it, was that Oregon game uh, they played a few years ago. Uh, back to your point, these are so valuable, the road ones in particular, because even if the team, uh, Missouri I think is picked seventh in the SEC, if it falls off a little bit, if they come in under expectation, it's still a road win yep. that that NCAA tournament selection uh, committee will look at and say, okay, this is this is, this is is good. Last year, Memphis goes 10-3 and three in its non-conference schedule, but 1-2 and two in those non-conference road games. It was, you beat Vandy, but you lost at St. Louis, you lost at Alabama. Again, valuable opportunities. And so when you hear me and John sound so urgent about tonight's game, that's why. These are the games, these road games against quality opponents, a non-conference game that can get you out, again, of that seeding you know, uh, a problem you've been in where you can't get out of that 8-9 slot. These are what can improve it. And so such a valuable opportunity for Penny Hardaway. Even, you know, obviously the, the quality of opponent in the battle for Atlantis will be great for you. Chance to face Michigan and Arkansas, maybe in North Carolina. But those are neutral site games. These, again, road opportunities for you. Three and six Penny's teams are uh, uh, in his previous five years. So important for you to pick these up. So, again, hopefully, whether it's a shootout, whatever it is, um, because you feel like, yeah, you can run with anybody. Uh, you're coming out, of, no matter what it looks like, you're coming out of this one with a win. Um, second game of the year, th- this is one you'll still be able to point to at the end of the year as a good win. These, that, these are why you need these. Absolutely. So, uh, look, an opportunity to sort of start your season by, by you know, stamping your resume. Uh, that is exactly what you have the chance to do tonight. It's a later game, right? Eight o'clock on yeah. the SEC Network. Yep. I will say this. I think Dennis Gates is, is, and I've made this point before, but I'll just reiterate it here while we're talking about it. I think he's one of the bright young coaches in all of college basketball. I think he's really freaking good. So, even though Missouri is not ranked, and even though they did lose quite a bit, it would be a huge win for Rick Stansberry and this program. <laughs> does, does Penny get the win or does it go I mean, to Rick? I don't know if it goes on his record since he's yeah. suspended, but it's absolutely it's still Penny's win, bro. This is still his guys. Yeah. He'll decide the starting lineup. It's a little odd because like it's not like, oh, Penny, you know, you wouldn't say it's, you know, Penny's win 
because he's not there, but he still assembled the team, I suppose, that would do it. Uh, and, the, and he hired the staff that would get it done. So, um, it, to me, it would be an, a, a, a majorly impressive victory for Memphis, even even though it's an unranked Missouri team. Uh, they're underdogs tonight. It's going to be an upset. You know, I mean, that's that's what it is. Memphis has won these kinds of games before as underdogs. You mentioned, though, in these non-conference uh, on the road not or neutral, not nearly as strong. So um, These are what get you to a higher seed, John. Uh, I mean, and that's that's been literally the the issue for Memphis exactly the right. last few years. How do you get out of the 8-9 game? How do you get a higher seed? You win these kinds of road games. That's the way you do it. It's what we've talked about for, you know, months uh, with this with this program, you know, that's why you schedule like this. Uh, because you don't want to be in a situation because the committee has shown you how they feel about you. Yeah. Here's what they think about you. They're gonna put your ass with another like mid major nine seed, whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that might be really freaking good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you don't like even if you win, you don't like if Memphis beats FAU. Obviously. It's if it worked out beautifully because you would have had fairly Dickinson. Odds are, ninety nine out of a hundred times you're going to have Purdue there, right? And you're going to lose to Purdue, and you're going to get no credit for beating FAU in that eight nine game. People are like, well, of course you're supposed to beat it's FAU. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is you have to get out of that spot for, you know. A million reasons, a million reasons, uh, and 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 this is the chance, uh, the first chance for them to do that. You win tonight, to me, I, all bets are off. I mean, I think they can win at Texas A and M. I think they can uh, they can beat Virginia at, at home. I think they can you know beat uh, beat Michigan. You know, all bets are off. You lose it, and depending on how it looks, right? We'll see how it looks. You know, the, the, then the, those demons sort of come back. Well, the difference can be, John, is that they got three, four, five guys that can lead you on yes. any given night. Yes. It's not just about shutting down two. Yes. And all of a sudden, Memphis can't beat you. Right. And so it's accounting for and, and everyone no defensively on this Memphis team yep. that's going to be a challenge for opponents. Uh, hopefully tonight we see it in full force with, you know, like we saw in the first, you know, Missouri had five guys double figures, Memphis did two. It's good. Now now you you jack up the, the you know, the the – the, the quality of opponent here and see what it looks like. But, again, that's the difference with this Memphis team. It could be Jaquan. It could be Caleb. It could be David Jones. Yep. Maybe it's a Jordan Brown night. Uh, but hopefully those guys are getting opportunities and get them early. Absolutely. Uh, Mark Giannotto texts and says it will not it will not count as a yeah. win or a loss for Penny. It will simply just not have ever but, uh, existed. as the records of Penny's teams. Yes. Three and yes. six. And, yes. and would that, that, that would count. That would count. That would exactly, you're exactly right. Yes. Uh, Anthony Saints is going to join us. We'll talk all things Grizzlies with him. Uh, get his thoughts on just where this team is, where it's going, um, how different is his opinion. People talking crazy about Dylan Brooks. Get into all that with him when he comes back. Jason and John. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's trying to find ESPN. The host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. Make sure you're checking it out. He's the tribal chief, longtime tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist, founder of Asylum Media Group. Be on the lookout for this young talent he's bringing up. Father of five-star 2032 multi-sport prospect Gabriel Sane. You can follow him on X at Sane Asylum. Joins us now like he does every Friday. We are grateful for it. Brother Sane, how are you keeping yourself sane watching, uh, watching this mess? Man, a lot going on. You know, uh, you mentioned the Silent Media Group. Had our first show with those guys. Came on Monday. We had an episode we recorded with you that didn't make the archives. We're going to release that special edition episode coming up very soon. Well, thank you. You had a great interview with Shamaria well, Wiseman. We're going to post that very soon. Wow. I was glad to contribute Yeah, because this man is doing good. Everything I've ever done, Jason, has been my first guest. Everything. <laughs> like any podcast. I think he any... just knows I'll, pay, I'll say yes. <laughs> that he might will be say it. yes. That's probably yeah. what it is. It's part of it for sure. But, yeah, got that going on my show. Just a lot going on, man. So, Good. Uh, yeah, the Grizzlies, Media mogul. The Grizzlies losing uh, the way they You've are. You've been too busy to be Yeah, to they be really going pay insane. attention yeah. to it. Uh, the Tribal Chief has been observing uh, from a distance. I do speak to the to the masses, uh, <laughs> you know, occasionally. I, I did I did a couple State of the Union addresses yesterday uh, to address some of the hot-button issues. Uh, everyone is uh, kind of upset about Taylor Jenkins. I spoke on that yesterday via X. I'm, I'm not calling it X yet. I'll take that back. You mm-hmm. might want to take Thank it out you. of the podcast and, and re, re-dub that as Twitter. But, uh, yeah, people talking about Taylor Jenkins, they're talking about um, uh, Zach Kleiman, those type of things. So I spoke on those things yesterday. But the Tribal Chief isn't really impressed by the losing record right now. Do you uh, do you ever get into the um – Cause I'll be, I'll be every now and then I'll be, uh, you know, wading in there. Yeah, I saw you out there yesterday. Man. Uh, you're spaces. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, the spaces on. Yeah. I'm, I'm all spaced out, man. You don't do the spaces. Yeah, I, I attended my last one probably last week, and I just can't. It's, it's, it's like Facebook with a microphone. Shout out to the people who put those together. Man, there are some passionate people. Yeah, in those, shout, in those shout out to the people who put those together, but it's just too much. Do you know what we're talking about, Jason? Nonsense. I know what Twitter Spaces yeah. is. I haven't done much. Of it. There's like a, there's like a, like a. Dedicated yeah. Grizzly spaces yeah. after every mm-hmm. like, mostly loss. And I don't like. want to crap on the I don't want to crap on the whole concept or the people that put those together right. because they, my guy EJ does one. Uh, my guy Memphis Wilcox does one. They're cool, but it's just too too much. Just uh, I can't I can't really process some of the thoughts that come out of people's mouths. Well, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dumb yeah. stuff, you yeah. know. But now, I, mean, I would tend to my last one. Shout out to the people who do them, but but, I, but I can't some do of those people are like make good points though. It's like you mm. know when I compare it to like some of the calls we get, I'm like, Damn, oh yeah, I mean, man. it ain't even like the same. Yeah, like, I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shame on the Memphis Grizzlies organization for allowing the media to yes. run Dylan Brooks off, which is basically I, what I, I heard I, I all day. Agree more. Yeah, I heard that all day on you guys show yesterday. That the, the media, the dastardly media, is the reason why Dylan Brooks uh, isn't here anymore. So. Nah, nothing, nothing. Like not, he didn't do anything himself. It was yeah, just completely out of his own. Control. It, it would have been just such a bad look to. Uh, 
Chris Broussard or somebody, I guess. If, if did, we, you, <laughs> did you see what Chris Broussard said last week? Uh, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Did you Did you see it? No, I didn't. Oh, dog, that was a no. low moment, man. There's no need to bring that he up. Asked, Reha- he, rehab. Who's his? Oh, Nick Wright. Poor, yeah. poor Chris. You he said he. I can't even say it, bro. But he, on on mm. live television, man, this man said, uh, "Do you think James Harden is the R word?" Yeah, I saw it. I did yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then he I was think like, it's about summer garden the Grizzlies." Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it. So yeah, no, Chris Broussard's mm-hmm. going through it, man. I will say one thing that I hear a lot of fans talking about that I will cosign that if you look at the fact that Dylan Brooks is going to Houston and Ami Udoka, who's a in essence second year coach, has tapped into a way to actually use Dylan Brooks effectively. That's a strike on Taylor Jenkins, man. <laughs> like I don't, I don't care how you want to frame it. I'm not going to say that. When people were saying, calling in yesterday saying that, you know, it's because of the media that he's not here, that's mm. just nonsense. There's several reasons why Dylan Brooks isn't here, that most of those are Dylan Brooks self-inflicted. But that is a knock on Taylor Jenkins because it, he probably was – he's using Dylan like a four. He's not using Dylan like a, like a wing at all. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember that's something when the season started last year when Jaron was out, I was like – they should use they should just use Dylan as a four, and I think that could work. You can use it as a very small ball four, not really because he's six foot seven and he's strong as heck. So I, that's they use him. They use him like that. Mm-hmm. He's listed as a small forward, but they're not using him like a wing at all. And I think that's something that uh, Udoka's done. Plus, he probably has had to get in you know Dylan's butt a couple of times about yeah. things to set the tone early in the season. Well, like, let me let me ask you this on that on that mm-hmm. tip, right? So Dylan, it, it, I mean, is there any consideration given to the context of you know, who came in and when. Because mm-hmm. Dylan predated Taylor. All these dudes, yep. He didn't predate Ime, mm-hmm. you know. So you come in at the same – is there going to be a little bit more yep. reverence for yep. and I say, a yeah. new start than a guy that's coming in after you've played yep. for two or three it's coaches? A, it's a lot of factors that contribute to what I think is, is Dylan getting it or, or finding himself in the NBA. And I think number one was being a rookie on a team that was bad. And, and, and they were telling you to go out there and do your thing. Mm-hmm. That – kind of set the tone for what he felt he was here mm-hmm. with this organization. Because, you know, that second year when he had the injury, no, I'm sorry, before he had the injury, he got benched for Garrett Temple, and he wasn't feeling that. You know what I mean? Um, and then he he got the injury, and he's always kind of referenced back to that rookie year when he was given the green light to be, you know, whatever they wanted him to be as a rookie. Right. So I think those, that, that set – the that was the that was the origin story for the for the villain of, of Dylan Brooks, you know what I mean? So yep. and I think that uh when he where he where he is now, he's trying to prove a lot of people wrong. And I think that the perception that he was given after losing that Lakers series, he's trying to fix his image as far as on the court. He's leaning into the villain part even worse. He's not saying this, he's not saying much of anything, mm-hmm. but he's doing wilder stuff this year than he did last year, which is mm-hmm. crazy to say. But uh, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's doing his thing. But that, he would not have been that player here. 100%. Like, it's just he needs to get 100%. away for his own sake, yep. regardless of how it affects the Grizzlies. And the franchise needed to do the same thing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It is what it is. And they got to go back to the drawing board because, um, you know, Marcus Smart will be the you know the, the defensive stopper once Dylan Lee, once uh, Ja gets back. And I think he'll do a good job of that. But, you know, you're looking at a guy who's not on the same timeline as John Jaron. You know, he's probably only got like a couple more years left on his deal. I don't think he's the guy who's going to be a long-term answer there. So, you know, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do going forward with that. Well, at, at one and seven, have, have what you, has what you think is possible for this team changed at all? Like, in fact, like where they could finish once you get job mm-hmm. back, what's possible for once you get job well, back? Has that changed? Are you now 
forget a top six seed, yeah, yeah. it's playing or, or bust. Like, yeah, I was, where you at now? I was standing hard on top four. Like, I, I, I – Thought we were gonna be a top four team in the West. I don't think that's possible at this point. The way that they're starting, the way that you project, they'll do the next twenty five games. Um, would I be surprised if this team? Because you figured by game twenty five, they would have gelled in to become the best version they could be. Whatever the of, yeah, of this whatever. of this team, right? You hope. Then you add you add John to that, and you would figure that I wouldn't be surprised if they can go on some crazy run where they're winning thirty five plus games out of this uh, fifty seven. I, I, is forty and seventeen impossible? I don't think so. I mean, I could see something like that. They would, it would be a heck of a run they'd be going on. Um, forty and seventeen without a big move. I wouldn't be, I, without wouldn't a trade deadline move. Just with what with Bismack. Also, and, yeah, I'm glad you said that. I also do think that they're going to make a trade deadline move. I think they're okay. going to make do something. Okay. I, I think they have to. Process. Yeah, because I, I, unless you, because what you don't want to do is kind of stand pat. Because I mean, a lot of people talking about draft picks and tanking. They're too. They're, this team with John Morant, their floor is too high to tank. I could not like, agree more. You can't. You, you're not going to be able. That's not. It's not happening, bro. Like, it's not like a a tank button that you push where you make guys stop wanting to play basketball. Like that's not how tanking works. Yeah. Tanking works with teams that really aren't that good anyway. And you can just kind of adjust things around the edges to put lineups out there that make you lose. But when you got Ja, Jaron, and Bain out there, three guys who want to compete, especially Ja, who's going to be. Bloodthirsty when he they gets all back. Be all-stars. It's gonna be hard to yeah. It's gonna be hard to tank when those three guys are on the same same team at the same time. Um, could they be a team that comes up short, doesn't make the play in, or whatever? Yeah, I could see that definitely happen. But you know, what are you really doing at that point? I mean, you, you might as well try to solidify the roster to make yourselves as good as possible because if you're trying to play for a draft pick, it's not going to be the draft pick you think anyway. So 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 will the move they need to make, and I'm asking you to, to sort of predict here, mm-hmm. need to be uh, for a big guy or for a wing? No, nah, I've never been excited about the Steven Adams situation like as far as needing to be. I've always thought this team needs more guys who are perimeter players that can score, that can dribble, pass, and shoot. you got a bunch of bad wings right yeah, now. Yeah, our, our wing depth is terrible. Like uh, I don't want to give – I don't want to talk about – I don't want to compare it to any restaurant in the city, but I'll just leave that analogy alone. But uh, <laughs> but if we just got bad wings, man. Like our, our perimeter play is really bad off the bench. Between if if you're looking, if you're speaking within the context of is David Roddy better than Jake Laravia? Is David Roddy better than Vince Williams? Yeah, David Roddy's fine. But in the whole scheme of the NBA, if you're saying that David Roddy is your best wing outside of Zaire Williams, you're not really saying much. Like especially when you see guys like. That like what well, the kind of guys that Miami brings in every freaking season, bro. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like these guys they find around the edges that can come in and play basketball day one, and they're ready to play. Like they get a kid Highsmith, whatever his name is. Like he's a four, <clears throat> but the kid looks like he's an Haywood. Yep. Hey, no, whatever his name is, that's Haywood. He looks like he, can, <laughs> he looks like he can play basketball, mm-hmm. and it's like we give guys three years to just look like they have a pulse in the NBA, and it's like those guys may just not be good, man. Even and, and Zaire shot to him. He came in looking like he was going to be promising this year. He's came back down to earth. I was ready to eat crow when it came down to uh, Zaire Williams, but man, damn it, the crow has came back to life and flew off the plate. Like I can't even, sure I can't even eat the plate. I can't eat the crow no more, man. It's gone. So it's like I'm, I'm convinced that they're going to do something to solidify uh, their wing depth because you can't, you can't have John Morant miss 25 games. You know he's going crazy on the sideline, ready to play. Yep. And then he comes back to an unserious roster. Like you can't. Right. You can't do that. Or a team that's talking about, oh, we're finna tank. No, you're not about to tank. We're about to go. If we go 38 and whatever, we're gonna win as much as we gain, as much games as we can. Like John Morant. Like good luck telling John. Okay, John, we're one in 24. 
y'all got to win 44 games to make the – all right, let's go do it then. John's like, all right, let's go do that then. Like – like you're not going to convince those guys. You don't think uh, it's not happening, bro? You, I mean, Zaire's two piece with a biscuit combo not enough for you, <laughs> no. bro? No, I mean, man. There's nothing in the draft that makes tanking worth it. That right. all of a well, sudden you're not taking here you and you can't tank. You can't take the two. Too, they're, they'll be out. too talented with Jaw to tank. That's yeah, they're going to win thirty to forty games. Three freaking all stars. And Jaw's not going to be like, no, man, I'm not sitting down nothing. I just said I guess sat down twenty five of them. I'm not missing games for y'all. I mean, I think like the worst record they could have is like thirty five. Thirty something. Yeah, thirty. I mean, the absolute worst. You know. So you want to get excited about. Debt. I mean, whatever. But and I there's think, not really a guy that's drafted like really jumps out at me. Um, no. You know, for it, where where the Grizzlies would even no. have the chance to pick. You know, even if you they don't get Jake Laravia again, right? What, <laughs> what if Cooper Flag I, was and, in his draft? Well, that'd be different. But we're not going to be that bad though. Exactly. I mean, you could get lucky. But uh, yeah. and, and by the way, I don't really want to draft anymore. I'm out on drafting. Yeah. Uh, I actually you shouldn't want because you're not going to ever keep hitting. Well, Pretty I, soon the well, misses going to start piling up. You drafted and you already hit the ones you needed. You drafted. Right. You drafted Jai, you drafted And I feel exactly. like uh, this front office has gotten to the point where you're not going to keep building rotations that are championship ready around yes. drafting kids. Is they're overthinking the whole yeah. thing now, bro. Yeah. They're like, you know, Roddy and Laravia. It's like, okay, all Man, right. Get you're, you're, you're on probation for two years right. now. I mean, you, you hit on Bain and Aldama, mm-hmm. uh, but you're you, you're actually you're right. grounded for two but years. But here's the thing, too, man. Like, when you look at guys like guys who end up being like guys who turn it up in the NBA. Guys like a Marcus Sasser, who was a highly rated high school player, had some situations in college where, with injuries and things like that, where he didn't he didn't really get to see who he was in college a lot, or just not just him, but just a lot. What's the guy's name? But uh, he also played for Houston. He plays for the Knicks now. Uh, Grimes. Guys like Grimes, just different types of dudes in the league who they were highly ranked guys. I'm sounding like Chris Wise a little bit. <laughs> they were highly ranked guys in, in high school. For whatever reason, they didn't look like stars in college, or because of character issues or whatever, they fell in the draft. Those are the type of guys that get on in the NBA and they're like lightning in the bottle, right? You drafted Gigi Jackson, like yep. who's like that dude, like yeah, Andy six foot nine, and you know it can score. And when you heard them interview, they're like, yeah, they told me, you know, just go stand in the corner. It's like, what are y'all trying to develop dudes right. or not? Right. <laughs> because that's the type of dude that, that comes in and is an immediate contributor on teams. We've seen that all across the league. Now I'm not saying Gigi Jackson can be that, but the fact that we're seeing you roll out Jake Laravia in serious games. And and you're not playing Kenneth Lawton and you're and if anything, Kenneth Lawton can score buckets and he can contri- contribute. He came in the game the other day making plays. Mm-hmm. He he struggled a little bit on offense, which is strange, but I just don't understand what they're trying to do. Because either you're trying to be good or you're not. And and you're trying to develop or you're not. And you're and you're forcing guys out there who obviously can't play. And it's just it's just all frustrating for sure. And I'll say this one more thing about Taylor Jenkins and, and I'll be done with it. Um Yes, the injuries are a big deal. Like, yes, that's a big deal. He's coaching in it. But you're also making huge coaching errors with the guys you have, man. Like, both things are true. Like, people say, oh, no, he's fine because you're injured. No, if you're watching the games, you're seeing that he's making mistakes even. He's making, like, egregious right. mistakes. They Miami game, down down three with 35 seconds left. Right. You literally saw a screen where he's – there's Kyle Lowry here, Taylor Jenkins is in the middle, and – uh, Santi Aldama's is on the is on the side. He's calling Santi and saying, "Hey, come over and trap." He's physically telling him to to go trap, and that him trapping blew the whole play up defensively. And well, it was like that's yeah. coaching, man. Well, <laughs> like, like to me, yeah. to me, it, 
I respect if you had an opinion about Taylor Jenkins, mm-hmm. right, prior to this year. Right. It's it's the ones who were like basing, now you're saying it. Oh, yeah. this. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, like like yeah. you can't judge you can't judge uh this offense on what they have, bro. Yeah. Like this ain't this ain't what they envisioned. But I can judge the fact that, that he's been here for five years. Just and they had to bring someone else in to fix his offense. Like, I can knock you for that. Yeah, I would say like I I I I don't give a damn. Like if they if they <laughs> fire Taylor Jenkins tomorrow, I would not care. Like for real, I, honestly, I'm not saying get rid of him, but I, I don't. I'm not going to defend the Beatles. Like, yeah, I think NBA coaches are by far the, the most, most worthless. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Like I mean, that, I'm, I mean it's yeah. just. The tr- I mean, there's like two. Because I mean, most teams that are good, they're good in spite of the coach. Yeah, like we've seen that. We're a ton of times. Like, let's I mean? take the Nuggets. If they fired Mike Malone tomorrow, are they going to be different? No, they're going to be no damn. They're going to be yeah. no damn different. They're going to have. They're going to have Jamal Murray and Jokic, and mm-hmm. they're going to be the same team. You know, uh, it's it's so. Uh, I, if if I don't think that about the right. world champion Nuggets, I, I feel like it's pop. Who was the Who was the Lakers coach when they won the last time? Vogel. Oh, it was Vogel. But, but, but they have still won without yes, Vogel. Bro. <laughs> yeah, they probably won in spite of Vogel, yeah, man. man exactly. Like, yeah. I, I, the only reason I know that is because I, I stumbled upon that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have remembered otherwise, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, if uh, I don't get attached to these dudes, bro. Did they, Darvin Ham forget how to coast this year? Like, right. It's just, <laughs> right. It, it's, it's the same. So, you could bring in, dude, Damon Stoudemire, bro. Yeah. You, could, you could give the job to, uh, you, you know what I'm saying, uh, Jake Sakalitis, I, I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Bobby Jackson out there, <laughs> isn't he coaching? OG Bob Jackson, I think he's coaching, Is dude. Yeah. That would be fun. Eddie yeah, Jones? I'm seeing a lot of people like like blocking the door of Steven, of, of uh, Taylor Jenkins getting booted out of here. I'm like, I don't, dude, I don't that's, have that type of energy for that. I got, dude, I got bad news for people. That's happening. That's, yeah, that's, I don't that's know when it's going to happen, happen yeah. but he's going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, out of all the coaches in my <laughs> lifetime, I've seen two coaches who have, who have survived right. this. And it's Popovich and it's uh, Spolstrom. That's two. it. And they're goat level. That's it. Like, like I, nothing about so, Taylor Jenkins makes me think he's going to be this coach forever with the Grizzlies. Like, that's because uh, I'll, I'll just ask a follow because yeah. I heard Mark Giannato saying that yesterday on his show. He doesn't think Taylor Jenkins will be back next year. I wouldn't so, be surprised. So, so what does that look like? Does that look like him having been fired before the 25 games are up and in the middle of this mess? Or is it the end of the season you fail to make a play-in and then he's probably, fired. Probably end of the season. So, so you agree with him that you think the likelihood is Taylor probably won't be back next Because if, especially if Ja gets back and you see games where they're, they're losing and you see that it's not a talent issue as far as, like, you know, that that type of stuff. When, when he's playing weird rotations and, you know, Jaren's got four fouls and you're sitting him for no reason and you're getting, you're getting crushed defensively and you're wondering why Jaren's not in the game. That, that type of stuff that we've seen with Taylor Jenkins forever. Or it's the playoffs and, you know, yeah, game four. I realize I need to take this guy out and go this direction. Like, dude, this, these are the so playoffs. not so much about how they finish, but how. I think I think you'll see a combination of things over the season that'll make you realize that we might need to go in another direction. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be anything abrupt. Like, we wake up Monday and he's gone. Like, I think it'll be just a, a postseason thing. We'll see. That's what they did. Uh, and I don't even think I don't think this front office knows how to do that. Like, I don't think they know how to fire a dude in the middle of the season. And then bring in the interim. Like I think they need the whole vetting process of the offseason to get their guy, or whatever. But I told y'all who it might be, and I got another candidate I'm throwing. Ooh, not Bud. Who? Please not nah. uh, Budenholzer. Y'all know I, I went on a. I went on a. Uh, I stood time. bold on Neil Ivey's gonna be the next coach of the Grizzlies. I oh said my that. lord! That's yeah, right. I, I'm I throwing Becky Hammond in that, in that ring, uh, hat in that, in that uh, ring too, man. <laughs> 
Y'all better, y'all better pay attention to what's going on. Hey, here, hey. What is Ivy doing at Notre Dame this year? Are they won and oh, oh, no. 0-1. Hey, I, oh, I, no. I, I ain't going to lie to you, though, bro. Like, We're going to take the Notre I don't Dame. Know, I don't oh. know this person from, from, from Adam, mm-hmm. but I saw somebody on Twitter, bro, talking about you got to go hire uh, Don Staley. Uh, I would, and, and, hey, I would not be so broke. But, but that you got to give her – She's not gonna come unless you give her full control of the front office, and unless you give her like six million dollars. Let me be clear about you know what I'm saying? this. You saying the Grizzlies need to hire? Yes. If I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if, if the Grizzlies are the first. Oh, organization it's a to hire, it's a Grizzly it's a Grizzly move to coach. do that for sure. Yeah. No question about that. I'm just saying, like, bro, Don Staley would come for uh, you know <laughs> anything, probably. <laughs> Some quesaritos at Taco Bell, dog. Like, yeah, I don't I mean, think you have to beg her to, to be go. a coach yeah. of an NBA team. We don't have just the history of. It. I don't think any. I don't think anybody would turn that down. Just like, to be the, that groundbreaker. Like yeah, that. I mean, yeah. we we gotta give her full control of the front office, no, bro. Like, no. damn. I mean, no. I, <laughs> seems like a lot. Climbing just going to say, hey, I'll step down. I mean, I know the drafts have been bad recently, but. <laughs> That's another thing, too, man. Like, I think I think our fan base, like, is just excited to say, like, like to sound like other fan bases. Like, like I go, are we really going to fire Climbing over one bad offseason? Like, for real? Like, is that what well, we're two, doing? It was two, up at, right? Two, two yeah, bad offseasons. The draft in one and a half is two job. bad offseasons. What, this offseason? Yeah, Jai's offseason was was abysmal. And he's the GM. What what they got to do with Jai? How can they control what Jai's doing? Well, because it's still his, you know, obligation as a front office man to make sure the mm. business is going according to the plan. Not having a plan B for Steven Adams. And that as yeah, well. That's yeah. another one, you know. And then the draft of 2000. I do think, like, the order of. Especially knowing there was a lot of uncertainty. uncertainty yes, about man. Like, yeah, like the, oh, like the shine is wearing off. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like, he got to. He, he, he's got to. They've got to understand, man, that, like, and I, now, this is what our fan base. I'm trying to direct the frustration and let people know what they're really frustrated about. <laughs> Playing Vince McMahon over here. But, like, the frustration is because this front office has proved that, hey, we can evaluate talent and we can build. We've, we've identified guys that can be our guys. And you can, we can take this team from being bad to a competing team that's worth watching, worth pulling for. But it takes another level of skill as a GM to take that team to the next level. I agree. And what it basically is. Don't is, know if they can do that. Right. Can you find the guys That's around the point. edges? Are, this yep. front office has not used the mid-level exception the entire time they've been here. They mm. haven't signed one player. They signed Tyus Jones, Jaws rookie year. That's the only guy they've used the mid-level exception on. And understand that you can be in like tax hell, salary cap hell, yeah. with, with Jaws Jaron and, and Bain's contract. But you have to do something to make it to make it look serious for those guys. You can't just say we're going to roll out Jake LaRavia and Roddy this year yeah. and see who pans out. Neither one of them have. Like yep. it, this, is, this is what happens when you do that, man. Yep. And we're talking about oh we got to get Jitty back. <laughs> I mean, this, this is where we are, man. No, like we're we're, we're going to get John Conchar back. So I, I really don't think that's uh necessary. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not saying that's fireable. I'm not saying you need to get those guys out of there, but it's show improved time. Like I'm they've I think they've gained enough equity to to give them grace. But now it's the cha- the challenge is on them. Like the we have to adjust the expectation level for them now. They have to be able to get this team from where they are are now to being a championship level team. This year has started off disastrous. You didn't have Ja for twenty five. You were out. You didn't. You were out. Stephen Adams, like you said, they probably should have planned for that. Or you could look at it and say, even if they had planned earlier, would you be surprised if if uh, if uh, Bismack Biombo was still the guy they would have gotten? 
three months ago. I don't know. Because they weren't going to trade for nobody. They weren't going to get rid of assets for a big, especially when you got Adams and Clark still on your roster, still on the contract. I don't think they're going to trade assets to have another big. But they definitely deserve criticism. But I'm not going to say get them dudes up out here. But they, they, they have to refocus, man. They have to. It's, it's grown man time now, bro, for real. Like, it's, you have guys who, who are about to enter their peak. Some people might say they're in their peak now. So we got to see what they do going forward. How are you, uh, how are you feeling about these uh, Penny's Memphis Tigers heading into a big, good. important game good. tonight? Good, good. I, um, I think this is a big game. Um, I have my first – you might want to play your celebration sounder, uh, Brad, because this is the first time I've felt anxious about a game. Like, I felt nervous about whether they're right. going to lose. I feel like I would feel upset if they lose this Missouri game. Well, we just had you're invested. Food. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. That's how I feel. I feel prideful today. Wow, that's yeah. a that's a. Big I ain't one. felt that way in a long time, man. Oh, you know we're talking about basketball. Y'all was telling me football. Y'all was telling me sorry, dudes, for a long time, man. And once I saw they were sorry, like okay, that dude ain't. Uh, good. I'm not guarantee you there won't be some sorry dudes in the starting I think, lineup. I think all these dudes can play though, for real. I think he's got a. I think he's got. He's got like ten dudes that actually can play college basketball. Well, don't, don't tell him that. Who, John? No, don't no, tell Penny. Penny. That. Oh yeah, he gonna oh, yeah, yeah. He go, then me, he gonna, then me gonna start play all day. Yeah, I can start anybody. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. These are huh. real emotions, guys with emotions and pride and expectations. Hey, I can just go start whoever. But he does have a squad. Oh, his team is good. If they figure it out fast, yeah, it, they, they can really make. Yeah, and once they, they start, some heads. once they get a pecking order going, because I think that kid Walton is a monster, bro. Yeah. He is. Like yeah, that, that dude, dude to start the game. Who's the best? And will rebound too. Who's the best player we've had like him? Here, David Jones is pretty dang awesome. Though. Yeah, I'll that's tell what you, I'm I mean, saying. like both of them together. Right. That tandem is nasty, man. Like, better than Nolly and yeah. some of this other stuff you've had in here. I but for real, who's who's the best guy we've had? Lester. Nah, I mean like you're like you're talking about wing, big guy? wing like, type dude. I mean it's it's Lester, isn't it? I mean he's in the league. But I'm talking about like Lester's like what six four? I'm nah, he's like, six five. Isn't it? six five six six? Y'all know what I'm trying to say, though. Like, Walton's kind of a He's been more of, you know, the bigs. Have we had. ever had – I'm thinking back – like, who am I thinking back? Like, like Precious Achua? Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's more, more of a, a four. He's like a four five. And that's what he's had. Yeah. Wiseman, Durant. We need a wing you're talking Precious, about. Precious, that's why I'm I think Lester's like, kind of like that best wing they've yeah. had. Yeah. Like, he's definitely like, over big, I think you're right. I don't know like, that there's been any others. I'm thinking back to, like – of course, like, it's Chris Douglas Roberts. But, like, who are we talking? Like, Sean Banks and Chris Douglas Roberts type guys? It's somebody major I'm leaving out. But that, Walton, we haven't seen like a Walton type player here in, in a long time, bro. Carney, Carney, yeah, Carney, could dunk on you and shoot the three. Yeah, even DJ Stephens, really, he was more of a four, but he he was of that body type. But yeah, man, like that dude. Yeah, Walton, they got some exciting dudes. Yeah, on Walton team, and Jones are good. I'll tell you, man. Caleb Mills can get yeah, after it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> dude. Like I, I think it takes somebody like me who's kind of like been like not as invested to get excited about this team. Yeah, because a lot of the fans seem to be just be kind of waiting and see. Like, no, nah, man, this is the team y'all need to be excited That's about. why I feel like tonight's such a big opportunity. Yeah, you can wake man. some folks up yeah. early if about you, how talented you, this team is. If you go on the road and beat Missouri tonight, man, the yeah, city's right. going to be buzzing Monday for sure. Like, it's going to be – you guys' phone lines are going to be going crazy. People are going to be – the energy is going to be good. This is a this is a big win. I'm not saying it's like if you lose, oh, it's just another – oh, there's going to be another disappointing season. I'm not saying that. But if you come out from the bat and get a win against Missouri on the road, a team that's probably going to be a tournament team too – it's going to be good energy. It helped help folks move off the disappointment not getting DeAndre, too, because I know yeah. for so long you were like, well, if they get him, though. Right. And so there was always the, well, right. as a national championship right. contender then. That dude you Walton, win against Missouri, yeah. nobody's going to be thinking about DeAndre anymore. That dude Walton okay. looked like he was about to have a lazy 30 points the other night. I was like, that dude is hooping for real, though. Yeah, like, dude right. can go, man. Like, yeah. dude can go. 17 the first half. Yeah. 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 Should be uh, they number three tonight. They going to find it. Or two. Who? Number two tonight is just two. The Who's Grizz. Them? 
Oh, oh we this would be number this, two. We're only a team that has one win. Yeah, we're we going to be our second win. We're going to get that second win tonight, man. First in-season win. We I'm don't get one tonight. We oh, probably yeah. won't get one. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.